0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: California, welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain.
0: Hi everybody, I'm your featured host, Shaw McCain on Blog Talk Radio, and I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal Sacred Radio Show. My show was created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow me on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744, and The Paranormal Sacred airs every Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and uh, we'll, we have many different types of show format. We're into all phases of the paranormal, and you're welcome on every Friday. So uh, thanks so much for listening. And during the show, I can take questions in order and chat. Me. Call in with your questions and speak with our special guest tonight. Any buzzkillers and chatter on the phone will be kicked out. You know what I do. I just click you off and block you. So please just play nice and no buzzkillers, please. Let's see. And we have, like, there's a bunch of big announcements. And uh, they're planning for the 2017 International UFO Congress already, and it's already underway. And the the notice they put out was that you could have not hope for a better event. The weather was great for this last show. And they're going to be posting videos and news from the event for the next few weeks. And you can also see photos of the show at International UFO Congress Facebook page. And you can check out hashtag IUFOC. You also can see some video of the event A familiar this episode on Open Minds UFO Report. Anyway, so read more. And they want you to actually start saving your money because it's coming up in February 15th through 19th, 2017. So it's next year. And it's at the WeCoPA Resort early so uh they want you to book the room and get your money ready and everything else and then keep watch on open minds tv and ufo congress email newsletter which we get you can sign up for that so if you miss this conference you can also uh, purchase the dvds now the lectures and panels okay so and then zero international is a group i personally belong to and uh it's an experience group and we do have special speakers out so this time saturday april twenty third please mark your calendar and i 'll keep uh, announcing it. We feature Nick Pope, a uh, former member of britain 's Ministry of defense, and a rare appearance by colonel charles holt he 'd be here he 's going to be here in person and they 're going to discuss their personal and well documented uFO experiences the nights of december twenty sixth and twenty eight that uh, the incidents that happened on December 26th, 28, sorry, 1980, while serving as Deputy Base Commander at the RAF Bentwaters in uh, England. You know, we talk about it a lot. And uh, they're going to be talking about Nick Pope's book, Encounter in Reddish and Forest, the inside story of the world's best documented UFO incident. Anyway, the location is going to be in UCLA, California, at the, at the College of France Hall, room 1178, and it's at 502 Portola Plaza, Los Angeles, California, 90095. The doors will be opening at 12.30, and the program starts at 1 p.m. And it says to Parking Structure 2, and you can access the parking structure from Manning Avenue in South and West Home. You can also uh, message me if you want more information on this. Or you can go straight to www.cerointernational.com, com, and get your tickets early And for more information. And guess what? We're going to be meet, meeting them uh Meet the speaker's dinner immediately following the event, and that'll be in Santa Monica. And there's also something else coming up. Um, I want to tell you about this Saturday, they're hosting a roundtable discussion. You know, after, if, if, okay, let me get this straight. If you can't make it that Saturday, and this is the one I'm for sure going to be at, you can, they're hosting a roundtable discussion Sunday, April 24th, where you will have the opportunity to interact with close and personal. Location, that's going to be local to Courtyard Marriott, 1925 West 190th Street in Torrance. And doors open at 1230. General admission is 30 bucks. And for advanced uh, ticket purchase, go, go to the same website, www.serialinternational.com. It's going to be cool because uh, the theater just holds 40 people, so it'll be small and intimate, we can all ask questions of these uh, very uh, experienced people. And we have somebody tonight. Let's see. Now, John Selman is a very interesting person. He's also military, and he's had some quite extraordinary uh, experiences, i we're going to be speaking with him in just a couple minutes. And uh, he's also a friend and fellow UFO contactee, and he's a soldier, and uh, we're very proud of his service for us. And uh, he has written a book and letters to Evelyn. And uh, I'm going to get him on here in a second. Let me see. There's one more announcement I have to make. Uh, Okay. Marilyn Salas, our good friend, Captain Robert Salas from the the Montana Missile Range uh, incident, Uh, his wife is a uh, healer and psychic, and she's given me permission to give you her address. If you need any kind of PTSD help and also healing, uh, you can actually write MarilynSalas at gmail.com. And she also says her address uh, is P.O. Box 980-1075, Ojai, California, 93024. And she has her own website. It's www.lovesablessing.com. I love that lady, and she's a wonderful woman, and uh, you're uh, very lucky to have her as a friend as I am. And uh, she's very open-minded, and she's very helpful. And also, Kim Trotman, and you can reach her at kimtrotman.com. She is actually a past life regressioner, and she's helped many UFO contactees and uh, abductees and uh, people with PTSD and all kinds of stuff. She's helped many, many people, and she also does intuitive counseling, past life regression, hypnotherapy, and things like that. You can telephone her and make your appointment. She, now, she's in Newport Beach, so she's south of L.A., but um, if you can get to her, she says she also does phone uh, readings, and she also does a Skype thing and all that. So her phone number is eight six six five four six eight seven six eight. If you need any help, okay. So that's nice. So anyway, I feel fortunate to have this friend who's been friends for a couple of years, and uh, he has this book, and it's it's one uh, for unrequited love and uh, some mysterious incidences he had and everything else. So I'm gonna welcome him on right now. So I wanna welcome you online, John. Hello. you're live with a. Hi, you're live with the Paranormal Sacred. I got tongue-tied with all these intros. But anyway, uh, how are you, Jay?
1: I'm good, Charlene. How are you? We had miserable weather all day long, but it's been, yeah. Well, where are you at? Um, I'm in Maine. Maine. Oh, so
0: you're in Maine? so you uh, are with a lot of our friends out there. I don't know if you're. Hello? Hello? Hello?
1: Hello?
0: Okay. I'm out of that gone. I don't know why this happens, but uh, Johnny, there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, You know, I didn't do anything. and You know, this happened uh, the last show, too, that they just – uh, cut off the uh, line somehow, and both of us uh, saw it happen at the same time. So it's not—it's uh, something with Blog Talk Radio because we're not doing anything wrong. But mm, you okay. know that's that's at least I have your phone, so I can call you right back, and you call me back, which okay. really good. Okay, yeah. so why don't you uh, start by because uh, you were just telling us that you're in Maine, and uh, I was telling you that all of the big UFO conference there every year—the experiences speak.
1: And yeah, I haven't, yeah. That. I haven't gone Not yet, but I will I'm looking to yeah. um, To go as This year um, Because I am I believe That I may be An extraterrestrial contactee Because of my experience At the Botanical Gardens At the University of Maine in 1997 um,
0: Right? do you want to do you want to uh, tell us what... Well, give us a little bit of your background first. Where did you okay. grow up? And can you tell us about your family? And Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, my grandfather, he was a judge in the Navy. Um, he was a JAG, Judge Advocate General, and then he became a judge, and then he became the Deputy JAG of the Navy, which is second in command for all legal affairs of the United States Navy. And... Uh, They gave, they, uh, my grandmother and my grandfather, um, they, uh, gave, they, they were parents of three children, two girls, and one, one my father, um, who was an A-4 Skyhawk and A-7 Corsair II pilot in Vietnam. He flew 298 bombing missions, uh, mostly trucks and other moving targets. He would, uh, he praised the A 10 Warthog, the A 10 Thunderbolt II for its payload capacity, but they're retiring it in 2019. Um, And I grew up, uh, my father met my mother um, through a mutual friend. And I grew up uh, for the first four years of my life in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I was born in 1976. uh, And uh, when my parents were divorced, my mother and I moved to where my mother's previous children were from a previous marriage. And uh, we uh, settled down in Brunswick, Maine when I was four years old. So you've been
0: there since you were four?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh I had I've long been interested in the paranormal, in particular UFOs and making contact with extraterrestrial civilizations. And uh I used to listen to War of the Worlds by Jeff Wayne, the musical. Um, a lot when I was younger Um, and I always fantasize or write stories about making contact with extraterrestrials and uh, and eventually it turned out to be something far more uh, consequence ridden Um, as I got older than when I was younger yeah, Uh, because of the paranormal activities that happened in my life that I shared in my story. But really the message that I wanted to impart by writing the story was only that the universe is inside each and every human being.
0: I believe the same thing. Yeah. I, I believe it's so within I, and
1: without. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you have, so a, you have written it. this book because uh, you had, like, a, a unrequited love and uh, of this. Can you tell us a little bit about Evelyn and how that whole thing started up?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, see, I had this paranormal experience when I was in the United States when I was in the Navy. Um, I was at uh Secret Training Navy Navy facility, um, on Point Loma. Um, Tac Trigger Pack and Bitsi Pack. Um Tac Trigger Pack stood for Tactical Training Group Pacific. And I forgot what Bitsi Pack stood for. Forward transmission transmission central commands. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh um anyway I had this paranormal experience. I saw the universe and everything inside this one beautiful young woman. She was the same age as me. Um, and uh and she has a Russian Jewish name, um from Lipescu, Russia. Um, and uh, I saw the universe in this in this young woman who was the same age as me. I was I couldn't have been older than 26, and uh, I fell in love with her, and I loved her for the longest time. Until I still love her, I still love her as a friend, and I wish her well. But she's married presently. Um, <laughs> and uh and so when i uh when I went out to uh attain my engineering degree at the University of maine, I met this nineteen year old um i was thirty three uh, uh she came over to me and I was sobbing from failing every miserable attempt at wooing Maria Anastasia's heart. And uh, she, this 19-year-old woman, young girl, this young woman, um, walks over to me and uh, uncovers my work, covered by my hands. And uh, she... uh, um, And then I fell in love with her because I thought I had seen her or witnessed her from a from a previous conversation that I had aboard USS Net. And I have the belief that this her Oh wait, one second. I have to mute this. I have to meet this Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. Are you at work? No, no. My you got to shut that on. other thing
0: off. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of making you delay. Yeah. Maybe you should shut it so. down. Okay. So, oh, it um, is? yeah, it's just like that you're delaying only because of, of, uh, of just uh, uh, don't worry about it. Just keep going because I'll be able to edit and everything else. So um, I, I, I'm interested in finding out what this uh, – this knowledge you had of the the universe when this all was coming down, because you had a lot of heartache, and uh, but at one certain point you you're saying that you saw, an, or obtained some knowledge of a vast universe. And uh, uh, where were you when that happened? How was it? What happened?
1: You mean when I saw it all in Maria Anastasia, the uh, yeah. name that I came up with for the first woman that I met yeah okay Um, well uh, I was standing inside this amphitheater with raised seats it was sort of like a college like classroom and I was standing at the bottom where all the uh, speakers would give their speeches and everything like that and I was this, this captain of the destroyer squadron walks over to me, and he introduces me to this young blonde, almost green strawberry blondish hair. She had straw bright, yeah bright yellow, orange, red, almost green uh strawberry blonde hair, and I fell in love instantly um and uh, well, it wasn't that it, the way she looked. It, it was sort of like a dark gray to black vault door that had opened in plain sight. And uh, as soon as it opened and got out of the way, all the stars became evidently clear. Um, I saw trillions of stars and galaxies and nebulae and planets and. Dust and rings and and uh I saw God himself. I started to cry, but no tears rolled. Um, I saw past friends of my previous life um, i uh it was a very captivating experience. It was an experience that was just like. Straight out of uh, Contact, the movie Contact. Have you
0: ever seen that with Jodie Foster? Yeah, I did. I love that. I just watched it again. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: As a matter of fact, is- one of the actors in that movie does the intro for my show, Tucker Smallwood. Oh, really? Yeah, the man voice. Yeah, he was uh, yeah. the guy at the helm talking uh, when they were making contact with her, talking to her. That's him. He's uh-huh. the actor that... He's a oh, friend really? too wow. i really yeah oh i love God. i love that contact i know yeah,
1: so um very
0: good. very good and um, so you know this kind of sets you on a path of uh uh you were saying un- unrequited love and uh you had like a passion for uh uh her and uh also this e t stuff
1: yeah. Yes. Well, I had lost it when I met, when it was in the military. I had lost all my interest in extraterrestrial events, happenings around the world, like Chicago here. I was out of the military by then, but it had that was the event that made it my interest and got me back into the paranormal. was Chicago here.
0: Yes. 2007. So were... I started paranormal51.com. Yes. Yeah. So um, you were actually talking about part of this is that you felt that that uh, you were actually uh, in your home in Brunswick, Maine, and you were sitting on your bed, and then you had this uh, experience with a extraterrestrial being outside your room. Did you want to tell us about that?
1: Yes, it, it was inside my room. Well, it was a Pleiadian from what I understand. It has... It looks almost like the District 9 extraterrestrial biological entities um, with sharp, pointy spikes coming out of their bodies, like in different shapes, of course. But they have an exoskeleton and... uh I saw a glimmering, shimmering outline of a being inside my room. My room was tiny, so it was cramped inside. Couldn't have been, you know, couldn't have been taller than five or six feet tall. And and I saw this glimmering, shimmering outline, and the being sat down next to my bed, but it didn't move. And, uh, I asked, it asked me for one reason or more, I can understand what it was trying to communicate to me, and one way or another, it might have been some type of, um, I don't know, I just telepathy? knew it was after. Like, telepathy? It might have been. maybe, maybe, possibly, yeah, that's what I was referring to. So, anyway... It asked me how how old do you think I am? I asked how old. I hurriedly and it said I'm over five thousand years earth years old, and the technology that I used to stay alive came from you. Think deeply about what you want in life. And uh, and so I was extremely like thrown off as to what was going on around me Um, about this being that had kneeled before me before asking how old do you think I am and uh, so at that point um, they left through the wall and uh, said never stare, never stare never stare it was more or less a uh, a vision that I saw as they left, as they were leaving through the door, as uh, not through the door, through the wall um, towards the uh, towards the front lawn. Um, and uh, they told me to never stare, and I stared, and it, this whole thing blew up in my face.
0: Hmm. That's what happened. So um, you were. So from then on, do you, what do you what do you think that they they want you for that the, what the uh, if they're alien where do you think they think they come from what do they want from you what do you what well, do you think about that
1: I don't I don't know what they want from me <laughs> but uh, the 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 kernel of the story is probably in the captain's con in, in my conversation with the captain. Did you get that far? Did you have a chance to look at it?
0: Yeah, I've been I've been uh looking at it and uh uh what do you want to tell us about it or?
1: Oh well yeah, yeah. Um well so the whole story comes out with you know, with me comes out with the message that I'm a disabled guy, right? And uh, as to, it also states why I'm a disabled veteran as to what happened to me mm-hmm. um, with my family. I visited my mother, my stepmother, sorry, my stepmother um, in on January, no correction, December 26, 1999, to visit my father for New Year's 2000. And the day I left on January 3rd, we enjoyed New Year's. We even went trucking in my father's big rig and everything. And then on the day I left, um, my, my stepmother, she uh, cooks a plate of eggs for me. She eggs. We wait. We leave. I get on the bus. I get the sensation that someone is watching me. So I'm looking to the right. And I see my stepmother sitting on the street bench with an angry face as if I had done something wrong to her, which was nothing. I'd never done done anything wrong to this woman, except uh, no exceptions, no exceptions. I was kidnapped at the age of five um, by this woman uh, and my father and was taken to Massachusetts to be taken to a psychiatrist so that my father would take custody of me, so he wouldn't have to pay child support anymore. So anyway, I got on the bus. <clears throat> I looked to the right. There was Jonah, her name in the story, uh, sitting on the street van- street bench with an angry face. And then I looked. I waved back with a funny com- with a funny, uh demeanor. Um and uh lead back at her quickly, friendly wise. And uh I looked forward and in the next minute, um my complete my whole life had done a one hundred eighty degree turn for the worst. Um my brain buzzed lightly for just over a second. Mm-hmm. and uh I saw a flash and uh, the body was black. I saw a creature. The body was black. It was bright white outlined with a black body. And it had sharp claws and sharp teeth. And uh, with broad shoulders. And I said, oh, my God, what was that? I better not have been poisoned. And uh, all of a sudden I heard these hissing sounds, growing louder in intensity, louder and louder, more ferocious, hissing, 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 growing louder until they became roars, and uh, I uh, then saw thousands upon millions upon billions upon thousands of huge, then tiny, then black, large black aliens writhing and jittering in plain view. And in that moment, I knew that I was poisoned, and uh, I was poisoned. For... What's that?
0: I said that's horrible. Is that when you you felt that uh, you were dosed with uh, like two hundred doses of LSD?
1: Yes, two hundred. Oh my days. God! When I, was, I read that, uh, I was
0: saying... so horrified. Like, who did
1: that to you? My stepmother. God. And I was just about to ready to enter into the military, so I had to keep quiet about it. Otherwise my dreams of flying for the navy would have gone down the drain. Yeah. I had to keep quiet about it. I was thrown out of the house because of the accusations that I was making with my mother. I was living with my sisters, trying to maintain a military bearing at all times and maintaining my mind on the task at hand, which was to attain my degree and get my permission or the naming. Right.
0: so you did you go to the hospital or anything or get any help
1: Well, I felt there was there was a there was an alien inside me mm-hmm. um I felt it moving around, and I felt my insides moving around and and i, I called the uh The uh, ambulance. I called nine one one and asked for an ambulance, and they took me to the hospital. And I said that I had, I I think I I might have food poisoning. And they tested me, Mm. and they said no, I don't have anything.
0: Did did, was there a blood test that that would show up in? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Mm. But, so how uh, long I couldn't sleep-,
1: sleep? What?
0: Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, how long were you hallucinating after this happened?
1: Ten months.
0: Oh my God.
1: I I couldn't sleep for 17 days. I got 19 minutes of sleep over the course of the first 17 days. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I'm almost always tired.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: one of the messages that I had to come out with um, to provide to, uh, like, you know, like the VA to prove to them that, you know, mm-hmm. to allow them to help me. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, this is really strange that, that happened to you because during the. Uh, uh, i think 60s the they were uh giving lsd to soldiers and uh other military and not telling them about it
1: yeah i had been thinking about that um about me possibly being um at the mercy of something like that uh, um but uh, i do think that it is highly doubtful because my my stepmother and my father are not connected to any government organizations other than okay. me, the VA.
0: Yeah, My father
1: okay. isn't anything top secret or anything like that. The only thing that he did top secret was fly out in China Lake doing, doing weapons tests on the East in
0: China Lake?
1: Yeah, China Lake, California.
0: Interesting. That's another story. You know, don't you find this a little coincidental or strange that you are involved in uh, some hot spots and some of the things you're telling me, they're based in reality of uh, what has really happened to others. They've talked about this before. I've, heard, I've had this talk before with people, and uh, yeah. I'm glad that you're overcoming this, but a lot of people just jump off a bridge, you know what I mean, or disappear or whatever else, and I've always felt.
1: Oh, uh, no like I've always
0: felt. Yeah, I've always felt proud of your service and that uh, you're doing so well after everything that's happened
1: to you. You know. Oh, thank you, thank you. It wasn't that hard. I mean, it was hard. The hardest part of my life dealing with that drug and me- yeah. mentally struggling, coping every waking day. And had passed by, even though my body was so tired and I was about ready to pass away. I, I felt like I was, I felt like just digging my grave and just jumping in and covering oh, myself up sometimes. Some days are okay. like that. But, uh um, you I I shouldn't talk about suicide like that. and I, I shouldn't even mention it, but... Um, yeah. I had very rough days um, when mm-hmm. I was maybe ROTC as a result of this this dosage that she gave me. That she that she uh, sent me on. I saw that I hadn't seen before, and or that I was fearfully frightened of. Um, yeah. I saw explosions as large as the Big Bang, um, and uh, in the sky. And uh, it was the most horrific experience that I've ever been through. Apart from maybe the physical pain of my back problem, but that's all been fixed.
0: Yeah. So um, after the 10 months, did you start healing or did your brain start feeling better? or?
1: Uh, well, after the 10 months like? was up, I had... After the ten months was up, I had already had my conversation with the captain
0: okay um, the conversation
1: okay. with the captain happened and happened on July first, two thousand so I was still hallucinating at that point at that time. Mhm and uh, I hallucinated for another let's see what July is seven um, October. Ten. So for uh, another three months, I was hallucinating, and not getting more than three hours of sleep each night.
0: That's terrible.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you feel
1: Do you feel better? I feel a good? little better. Okay, that's good. I feel a little. Be- I, I feel better. Um, I feel as if uh, I target amount of sleep each night, and I don't have a problem with being overly tired where I can't get out of bed. I used to have that problem, but um, I don't have that problem anymore, thankfully.
0: Yeah, thankfully. That's good. So, um, you know, it's. uh, do you feel that um, your military service – how long were you in the military?
1: 4 years and 1 month active duty and 1 year uh, in the reserves.
0: Oh, thank you. And uh you know uh, uh you, you are talking in your book about the captain and, and the title is the captain on my captain and uh that um you're talking about uh, uh is this a, is this a real person your captain?
1: Yes. Yes, that's part of the non-fiction part of the story. Only the last right. quarter of the story is uh, is fictional.
0: So, do you find the military had helped you? You know, with the, yeah. what was happening to you?
1: Yeah, the military had did ha- help me. Um, I was flying the T-34C and having the joy of my life flying it. I loved flying. I loved every second of it. Um, it was a joy that and an opportunity that not many people get. And to fly for my country was uh, on an actual training mission where I flew solo and flew helicopters and got to fly the Cobra with afterburners on it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I got to fly the MH-53 Echo, uh, which is the biggest... Helicopter in the U.S. inventory coming was a bigger one um, with a few more thousand horsepower. It's going to be huge. It's, that thing is a monster. It's a beast.
0: Uh-huh. Wow, that sounds really exciting. And and, and you did uh, work for our, our country and also uh, got to experience some things few people you know in this world experience and. Uh, I was reading uh, the part in your book where you're talking about uh, that you actually started having premonitions and some clairvoyance.
1: Yes, in my conversation with the captain, I stood before him in silence, and then I spoke and said, "There are, the Boston Red Sox will be world champ. We'll will be uh, the Boston Red Sox will be world champions, and there will be a tsunami the day after Christmas." And he was uncomfortable and I saw the Twin Towers on Fire in that conversation earlier before and uh sure enough
0: it all happened. It did. You know, uh there was a lot of people that were they actually did a study uh that about the let's say let's talk about the nine one one uh attack. Um A lot of people had done searches the day before. This is how they found out on the Internet there was a focus on a big disaster. And it did a huge spike on the Internet of people kind of seeking out big disasters, meaning it was on the consciousness of others. And I also had a paranormal experience with this, the same thing, that night before it happened. And when it happened the next morning, that night I was at a group. And I was—they were all talking about stuff and everything—and then I just said, popped up and said, "Well, you know, sometimes thousands of people die together, and because they're martyrs, they go straight up to God." And yeah. I looked at—I went, "What did I just say?" And then I looked at everybody and went, "I don't—I don't know why I said that." You know, I was so embarrassed, really. Until the next morning, it was all true.
1: You know that—that did happen. It was very
0: terrific tr- event, but it
1: was—it was. It was- for us so televised and so spectacularly horrific uh, you know, there, have been, there have been like worst events in history like uh, I
0: think it was on so our soil and, and we weren't expecting it and I think that's why it traumatized us so much
1: yeah I think you're right yeah
0: you know what I mean I think that it'll stick in our minds too because of all the New Yorkers and everything
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, the message that I just wanted to make sure that everyone got from my book is that it, everything is inside everyone. hmm Every single human being. We're all controllers. We're all... We're all like in control of our own destiny. It's all in there.
0: Well, um, you know, you say uh, you had child experiences listening to War of the Worlds and that other musical you were talking about, and a lot of us uh, saw the same kind of stuff. And uh, uh, were you thinking at that time that – in the future that we're going to be making contact with, uh, aliens, people are already making contact, but I'm saying, do you think it's going to come out? Cause I was just listening to what Hillary was saying, uh, that, uh, that her man, John, what's his name? Podista? He said there is uh military secrets and this, we have secrets in our country that there are, we've already made UFO contact and everything else. But he said that she was going to bring the secrets out. So what do you think about that?
1: Oh, I'm sure there are secrets. See, there is a uh, forbidden uh, uh, frequency bandwidth that uh, radios are able to, like store-bought, commercial off-the-shelf radios, are are, uh, regulated to. Certain radio frequency bandwidths. And... uh, we are not allowed to monitor frequency bandwidths that, that come out from you know, interstellar space. We're not allowed. We're only allowed the the same eighty eight point five to one oh three point five. We're not allowed. You know, to,
0: that, you know that that really makes me mad because I still haven't gotten over losing the T V, you know, reception. To this digital thing, so I'm, you know, I'm really mad about it because you should just turn on the TV. We didn't need any kind of unscrambler. But uh, I'm wondering yeah. what are they doing with all that uh, television bandwidth? It's, it's they're doing something with it. It still exists, doesn't it?
1: Oh, it's all data. They they collect it all. They collect all that data. And so they they sample with colors and and personalities, and they they collect all of it all that data goes to the NSA to uh, be uh, analyzed with with, uh, programs and algorithms.
0: Well, what are they doing with it? What do you think?
1: I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm sure they, they monitor all actions on the on the internet.
0: Yeah. So, do you think that in, then you are you still being contacted, or has the things quieted down?
1: No, things have quieted down quite a bit. Quite a bit. That's good.
0: So, were you ever okay? I'm just asking this question. Um, Did you ever talk to other pilots of them seeing any kind of UFO or anything like that?
1: Well, I did see a UFO out of the corner of my eye, but I was afraid to look at it um, because I didn't want to file a UFO report. If I looked at it, I would have felt obligated by law, by legal, by some I would have felt obligated to report it, and uh, so I didn't look. I just saw it out of the corner of my eye, but it was a small metallic blob that uh, darted from one point to the next on the left side of my T-34C as I was flying to Pecos, uh, as I was flying to uh, San uh, San Jose, California, from Corpus Christi, Texas. And I okay. saw, yeah. Go ahead. I saw that that blob, uh, that metallic blob, sort of dart from one cloud to the other, and uh, it was still visible in sight. And uh, it was off the left side of my T-34C, and I could see it off the corner of my left eye. And uh, I just flew. I just continued flying. I
0: didn't do anything have you ever talked to other pilots about any of this
1: or you no, guys just
0: keep it to I yourself you don't? Oh, okay. no, I not I haven't talked to anyone interesting you, you, miss, you mentioned the NSA earlier and uh, which is it was established I think in 1947 I think that's when the UFOs were they spotted them going over New York and Washington and everything else uh, that uh, And I think that, in um, globally speaking, I feel sometimes I, you know, usually since uh, the kind of work I do, I'm a forensics counselor. And so uh, I work with uh, people in custody and stuff like that in the federal system. But, you know, usually, so I have to separate all my beliefs and all, all my stuff from my work and everything else, you know. But, you know, I, sometimes I feel like we're being – you know, just spoon-fed things about what's going on, you know, in our our little world here that um, we're not hearing three-fourths of it and we're just all trying to, like I'm trying to do with you, kind of uh, connect the dots and uh, match what we've seen to that, you know, trying to talk it over and see what we're really seeing. And, um, you know... um, what do you what do you think about that? Do you ever do? Are you still curious about it? Which I still am, but I suspend it so oh, for I, for most of the day. Then I click it on at night. I guess I don't know.
1: I think there are some dark secrets somewhere in some military uh, facility. Maybe the Pentagon. I don't know. But I've noticed that they haven't made ISIS leaders. Um, the ones that we're after are notable on TV. They're only saying, We captured this person alive, here's his mugshot, we captured this person, He passed away in the bombing raid, here's his mugshot. It only happens we only see the guys that we're after until after they we caught them. And I that that points to me that they are tacticians at heart. Um, I don't think that uh, it's going to be covered up forever. I don't think they can because they're going to demand it. I almost think that it's an impossibility for us not to be visited by civilizations from other worlds. I'll tell you why. Because if you think of the whole age of the universe, the probability that we exist, although very small, does exist. And we've only had this technology that most of the technology that we depend on and we sit in front of every day for the last 25 years. Just think how profound extraterrestrial technology must be if the universe is over 14.9 billion years old. I almost think it's an impossibility. So for us to deny or say no it's it's we're gonna start demanding it because of that that impossibility of of us not being visited by other worlds,
0: right, and then when you think that also you know we're going out there and visiting other worlds now, even if it is as far as Mars or we've landed on the moon, so we're we're supposedly young in the solar system. But we're yeah. starting to go out there and visit other worlds. I mean, that's what we're doing. And why would people say it's impossible? That's what I don't understand. We in a hundred years, uh, we
1: were able to, we were able to exactly. fly forty-five feet or seventy-five feet to landing on the moon in less than a hundred years.
0: That's crazy. When you think about it, it's just like, uh, why? Yeah. Why? Which, what do you think uh, sped up this whole process? From thousands and thousands and thousands of years uh to now the last hundred years how how much we've gone from you know a little postage stamp sized t v to these big big massive screens you know that are phenomenal really when you think about the technology yeah. today how How did it happen? What's your theory on this? How did it happen?
1: I think that uh well, I learned in my nanotechnology class. That uh, that uh, for other reasons, other than the discoveries that are being made, other reasons, other than economic reasons, there are they the motivation is there um, for scientists to. Acknowledge that um, we already have infinite technology um, I guess that's not what I'm trying to say. what I'm trying to say is um, the infinite technology is what is the driving force behind that we already have acquired um is the driving force. Behind um, us uh, um, is the driving force behind our economy, making things better, like like uh, Moore's law. You know Moore's law, yeah. Where the processing speed doubles every eighteen months. Well, that's that's what the theory that this professor told me about at Rutgers. She says that it's infinite technology that's driving the Moore's law. And it, they're regulating the amount of uh, processing power and the amount of technology that we have at every any given moment.
0: Wow, well, I hope some of this is for the good and it's just not for manipulating people and everything else. You know, because like, it, unless it's coming straight from an evil source, I don't see why it wouldn't uh, end up doing somebody some good. But I I can't say that manipulating people in any way is good. That means we're not truly free. You know, this is sort of an agonizing thing for me. I believe in our freedoms. And if we're being Uh manipulated in that part, even if we're being made sick, you know, or or whatever – you know, cause yeah. I, I don't believe, because really I, I want to say that I don't really believe uh, that lady did that, that, uh, that those hits. I think it happened to you from uh, another source and you just, you just thought. Oh no, that.
1: that, that, that had to have been. I had blood coming out of my, in my urine.
0: She like right, right after?
1: Right after, the same week, I had blood in my urine three days later when I returned to Humane. Wow, poison! What happened to her? Nothing. The statute of limitations of seven years went by without me filing yeah. without without me filing a, a lawsuit against her.
0: And uh, so, what is what's her life like now? If she's dishing that out, she must have. I don't life know. Only. I haven't.
1: I haven't seen her since. Since I looked at her on the street bench.
0: Yeah, that was the last
1: time I looked at her.
0: Wow. Okay, so is is are you have you had to contend with flashbacks or anything?
1: No. Oh,
0: good. That's great. So um. Okay, so in. Where do you where do you think you're going with this? This uh, this book. There were some beautiful parts of it. There's like the opening poem. Did you want me to uh, read part of that? Oh yeah, you can read
1: you, it. Yeah, or do you, are you do
0: you or do you want to read it? Uh, me to I read can me read
1: it. Yes. I, okay, go ahead uh, and read it.
0: Cause I like to hear it from the authors.
1: Okay. All uh, right. Here we go. One second. Let me find it. To go to edit type because I don't on my visitor uh-uh. account, to uh, count on my statistics page.
0: <laughs> yeah, as
1: if well, that matters. Well,
0: well, I have it in front of me. Okay. Um, do you want do you want me to do it? Um, you, I'll
1: do it. Are you there yet? Okay, good. Yeah. Eve, I want to be your friend, and I hope you're willing to lend. Hopes for a new tomorrow. The crown I'm going to borrow. The ubiquity of love will shine bright of light. And the stars of Nebulae in the height of night. The galaxies will collide and every star will write. The rebirth of imagination came in you so bright. Our friends from the stars will come with love and glory. Bring something to believe in and save my story. Or the they say, play, gray, dre, and gray, we are willing to first look. In my heart, my soul, you all took. On the day of contact, you'll see me there. The music will, re- will rejoice, and the weather will be fair. With a little luck, we can roll the dice. Just a handshake, all of our technology and their friendship will suffice. On the day of contact, I'll ask you once more. Be my friend of the stars of heaven for Look at the stars Look at the moon They were put there for you so you can spoon Every man is Jesus
0: Every woman is Mary
1: Every man is Adam Every woman is Eve Every man begins new life Of every woman queen Together we fly Together we cry Together we fall in love with all Mother Earth, Eve, Mary Daughter of God God's princess, mother of all Omniverses of all time. Eyes so brown like earthy plants and I look into them. A voice so ageless, the angels praise and sing so impressive. I'm so lucky to have found you. I feel so blessed. Return with open eyes and a wide heart to save us. We've been received into a soul so wondrous. Only you could be the one searching to seek us. Stay with me through the ages, it would be just. It has been so long since I first saw you in my imagination. I'm now on the edge of salvation. Or at the edge of the universe's cold hue. I kept seeing you. Happy like the morning dew. On the side of my plane. And when I was in so much pain. And when I was becoming an officer gold and navy blue. Since then it has been a wondrous joy. We get from seeing your magic, astronomic, infinite love and beauty will true. By reading my poem, please don't leave. It's just a caring guy who wears a heart on his sleeve. We love you forever, for everyone, and for everyone, everything, like you wouldn't imagine and couldn't believe. Is my only hope, you'll be our Eve. Wow. So,
0: where do you, this is a beautiful poem, and uh, and that's how you started your book, Letters to Evelyn. And... uh, uh, to tell everybody where you can find it, uh, I found uh, the copy on Amazon. You can order it from there, and then also on your Weebly account.
1: No, well, not really on my Weebly account. That's
0: okay. Um,
1: I go to Amazon.com and buy it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah good.
0: And I, and I like your cover. How did you pick the cover art?
1: Um, well, it was picked for me. I paid the premium service. Premium Cover Service and they, they
0: yeah, it. so yeah. it's a it's a beautiful book and I highly recommend it to everybody. And um, I to ask is you, again you that, is, there any, is there any way you
1: can leave feedback? Is there any way you can leave feedback on the story?
0: Uh, at Amazon, you can leave feedback.
1: Is there any way you can?
0: Me can? Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, of you want. Why wouldn't you? Whatever you
1: want. This. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So how
0: long how long Thank have you, you been out of this? How long have you been out of the service now?
1: Don't mention it. Since nineteen nine, uh, since two thousand five. Two thousand five. So you yeah. know it's still still fairly
0: recent. And uh, how do you feel that um, your recovery has been since uh, you're working with the VA and uh, getting help there? Because a lot of people have a hard as heck time getting help for the VA. Whether oh, it's PTSD or whatever.
1: It works out. It works out. I just gave my book, a copy of my book, to my psychiatrist. Uh, to my VA psychiatrist. And uh, right. I'm waiting to hear back from him on how he likes it. I'm going out for a cigarette, if you don't mind. Uh-oh. Uh, right talking. in the middle of the show? Are you
0: going to keep talking?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll keep talking.
0: <laughs> Okay, so um, are you aware of anything you've watched lately on the news or anything else that that reminds you of, like, what's coming next? Um, Like I was telling you uh, in the intro that, uh, you know, they do this uh, thing before Congress, and actually they want full disclosure, you know, the friends that I'm involved with, of the U.S. experience, what what they're doing to us. Um, What's your feeling on full disclosure? Are you following? I think it? we're going to
1: get it. I think we're going to get it. It has to happen. I just saw two more UFOs when I was in Southern Maine. Here, there were two bright points in the sky, like like uh, bright orbs. Yeah, two small ones. Two small ones next to next to each other in formation. It has to happen. there's no way that it can't if they can keep the secret for so long
0: yeah, um well, they've been well, they've been tweaking what we know 'cause I'm, okay, so the early uh newspapers, let's say the Roswell incident it was they were f- fully well talking about it, you know, and then the other night, yeah. I was watching uh the what are they calling this the ufos over los angeles where you see all those uh floodlights and they were actually shooting it down trying to shoot down ufos and people yeah. that were present were actually over here in um Hermosa beach and manhattan beach and uh i was watching i don't know how i found the show but i was looking on uh netflix or something and uh they were showing that they that somebody even had shrapnel that she saved all these years, and they were standing in Hermosa watching uh, them trying to shoot these UFOs down. And that's that picture wow. that you see, the, the dramatic picture of all those floodlights uh, spotted on uh, the UFO in the sky that really happened. It was a newspaper of lots and lots of thousands of people saw it, you know, and it's very weird. Because uh, I also lived in Hermosa, and I had been telling my estranged husband that there's UFOs flying down the alley. You know what I mean? And they yeah. just look at me like I was crazy until my niece and him were coming in from the street. They had come up the alley. They were at the store. And Hermosa, uh, the places near the beach, they have these alleys and houses that sit down on the alleys. You know, every little oh bit of gosh. land is picking up around here. Yeah, so they were coming up the alley. And they ran and they came running in the house. And uh, my my husband's also a veteran, Vietnam veteran. And uh, they were came in the house and they both said the same story. We actually saw a UFO. And I made them both draw it. And uh, they both came up with the same drawing, very small, silent, uh, triangular, gray craft with some black designs on it. And my niece turned around and looked at me. And she was only 12 at the time. She said, Don't ever ask me about this again either. She just didn't ever want to talk about it again. Yeah, And then he drew the same picture, and then I threw the pictures in the – well, anyway, it's all true. And the thing is I think that uh, people count on is us not believing ourselves because of the denial mechanism that's going on with everybody. You know, they're saying, yeah. "Okay, you're, yeah. you're nuts because you said you saw this. I had this experience. Oh, you're crazy. You know, this is, was really bad in the 80s when I it came to such a head. I wrote to Harvard. I feel like, okay, if I'm this crazy, I'm going to talk to the best. So I I wrote John Mack and wrote a letter and sent it to Harvard. I was terrified then because I always felt like the men in black are going to get you after that. And I actually got a letter from John Mack, and he said he believed me. And he said – I believe you. Thank you. And he said, uh, why would I lie? That's what I don't think is why would anybody lie about this kind of crazy stuff? Because when we're telling the story – it's an odd story to, to begin with. It's very hard to describe something when you're in a weird state. Let's say some people say they're frozen or they're being levitated or stuff like that. It's very hard to describe these situations and sound credible, really, when you don't even yeah. believe yourself. Like, what yeah, if you don't yeah, even believe yourself? Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's why it's a strange uh-huh. world for uh, contactees and abductees. You know, We have a hard time believing it even happened to us because it's so startling and shocking.
1: Yeah, it is. It is startling and shocking. It's, it's a, it's, depending on the experience, I don't know, I've never been, it's almost always been positive. Uh, it's a, more of an uplifting experience, it has been for me. It's what motivated me to write the whole book, almost, because I had that experience and because I had all these other experiences. Especially uh, experience with Maria Anastasia, mm-hmm. and if you can read uh, the part where I introduce myself to Maria.
0: Okay, let me find it. I think I you know. I think I closed that part. No, I didn't. Okay, let's
1: see. Here. It's sort of funny.
0: Okay, let's
1: see. Uh,
0: let's see what chapter is it under. Um,
1: it's nearly Near the middle point.
0: Middle, middle point, okay. Flight school, that's not it. Okay, helicopter man. Is it? It's after that? Yeah, right after that. Right, right
1: after the US Nemitz and the heavens above.
0: Okay, USM yes, Nemitz. Okay, The Horrors of War. Okay, people, you got to get his book. Let's see. Let's see. You have a lot to say about Nimitz. this is interesting. That's why you have that picture of you with uh, that guy and you're talking about Nimitz, right? Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, he's the captain of that guy I'm, yeah, okay. I'm holding the plaque with. Yes. He's the captain.
0: Okay. Is captain this Mrs. Robert Sandman. John Gilman. Is this Mrs. Uh, Sandman? That's not it?
1: What? You're talking what? about
0: the 2 this, I'm up to Mrs. Sandman and if it's... uh.
1: No, uh, no, no, not Sandman. Mrs. Sandman. USS Nimitz oh. in the heavens above, and the part about Maria Anastasia when I fall in love. you
0: say? The, the one. last
1: sentence of the paragraph says, "I fell in love and could not start, pit, so could not stop thinking about her."
0: The I last sentence
1: know. of USS Nimitz in heavens above. The last sentence, the very last sentence of the whole chapter.
0: Are we still in the Nimitz? Yes. Oh, okay. USS Nimitz
1: in in the heavens above.
0: Okay, let me think. Get back there.
1: The very last sentence of that chapter. Okay, let's see. That paragraph.
0: I don't know, you're talking about. Okay, then uh, memories of the captive from the S.S. Enterprise came, but the memories, is that the one? I've been too far faded yes. for me to recall Evelyn. So I let go of them, and I remembered my universal encounter. Oh, with no, Nina. that isn't it. That
1: isn't it. Oh, that darn. It. Okay. USS Nimitz in the heavens above, not the, well, USS, not
0: USS the Nimitz horrors Nimitz of war. It says, <laughs> you better find USS this because Nimitz. I'm having a hard time finding it. <laughs> Just okay, let me speak
1: for one second. Yes. Look for the chapter USS Nimitz and Heavens Above. Look okay. for the title of the chapter. Look, scroll to it.
0: Okay. I actually, found Are it. Are you there? Okay. Yep.
1: Are you there? You're there. Okay. Yes. Now scroll down all the way to the end of the chapter.
0: Okay. So you want me to read? Uh, I was quite a jokester.
1: The the end the second the second to last paragraph.
0: Okay. Um, well, you want me to start at uh, when I had when I first saw Maria. I would be like contact when Jody Foster looks in the center of the universe. That's part.
1: The the one before that.
0: Okay. Okay, then came my secret education at a facility called Tactical Training Group Pacific.
1: Yes, that one.
0: Okay, I was introduced to a young female naval officer named Maria Anastasia, a lieutenant junior grade like me. When I first looked at Maria, I felt something strange come over me. It was like a vault door had opened in plain sight, and it was black to dark gray. It moved deeper into Maria and out of sight, and suddenly the stars in front of me became clearer, and I whispered, some kind of event? No words, no, nothing to describe it. And I'm so beautiful, so beautiful in poetry, I had no idea. I had no idea, but I had, you're starting to cry, but no tears rolled. If there was one movie I could describe the emotion I had was when I first saw Maria, when I first saw Maria, we've been in contact. I love that part. When Judy Foster looks into the center of the universe and turns into a little girl, while well, I turned to a little boy for 15 seconds, I saw trillions of stars, galaxies, nebulae, and past friends from my previous life. And I saw God himself, and he had a white beard and wore a white robe. The whole universe was centered on the body of a female naval officer who stood before me. I started to cry, scintillating in the loving light I saw from the center of the universe. And millions of stars were shifting and revolving slowly in the center, and then raced out towards me before my eyes into three dimensions, into crosses that resembled giant shimmering multicolored jacks I used to play with. I remember those as a child with a small rubber wall. Stars and nebulae were flying around me, changing and morphing into different dimensions, different diamond shapes that looked bright and clear as day. And then for four minutes, a light, thin veil of stars twinkled everywhere in my vision. God made his presence, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I was quite the jokester and was trying to woo her from the start. And I took my, my hand and dug into my chest like a kung fu master. And uh, I put my my heart into an imaginary doggy bag and folded it up the head three times. I handed her the doggy bag and fell backwards. I was desperate. She was beautiful and she had long, flowing, bright strawberry blonde hair, almost bright and light green hair in a bun and she brownly wrote and she she laughed with me. I fell in love and I couldn't stop thinking about her. So what do you think this this uh since you were both on uh the same mission and grounds, what what do you think that was?
1: I don't know what that was. Um I have no idea. <clears throat> to this day I have no idea what that was. I cannot stop reassuring myself that it is something beautiful, that there is something beautiful in the afterlife waiting for us. Yes. And I can't wait. Like I, just, I can wait, of course. I can wait. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, wait. But, uh, but,
0: uh, well, I think uh, many of us feel the same way, you know. As we get, as the veil and we get closer, you know, and many people have had this experience of what you're talking about, and for me, it sounded so familiar because uh, I had been talk. I was talking to somebody once, and uh, he said, I'm, tell- I'm going to tell you something. It's very strange. And uh, I said, What happened? He said, Him and some friends were down in San Pedro, and they went up on top of a mountain, and they were standing there looking and gazing into the heavens. You could see better up there better stars and everything else. And there was yeah. a group of them, I don't know how many there were, I had a sense that between nine and 12 people were out there, and they were just all their friends, they uh, were going on a ride and then hiking up in the San Pedro Mountains. And so as they were standing, they were looking up at the sky and enjoying the night. All of them saw the same thing. They saw the, the sky crack open and show them an, ex- uh, an alternative universe. He said it almost really? looks like when you when you open a geode and you see all those crystals in there. He said it looked yeah. like that. He said he thought they thought some of them screamed and ran because they thought it was the end of the world. And uh, oh my God. for them it was I know, for them it was a religious experience and they thought, Well this is the end of the world, this is how it ends, the sky's gonna break open. And then they, they said it uh then it all closed again and it was normal. It would be like seeing those Hubble pictures. It was like that, that's what he said seeing all the glittering planets and everything else. So yeah. I haven't heard this before, which is very strange to hear this, you know, a couple of times in a lifetime.
1: You yeah. Know?
0: so there is something going on for me, I believe it, and I do think once in a while somebody will get a, a peek over there.
1: Yeah, I think that was a peek. It was a yeah. peek over there. I don't know what it was, but it, it was so pervading and so mesmerizing, something that I'll never forget.
0: Well, it's it's good that you wrote it down, too, you know, and uh, because we have to have more people, you know, writing their experiences, but unfortunately, most of us will not keep a journal, you know, that are experiencing all these things going on, and uh, yeah. I advise everybody, please just keep a journal by your bed and try to write down at least some of this stuff, because... There's some very uh, incredible things going on. It sounds like fiction to you, but people I just told you, uh, uh, a dozen people just saw it happen. And that's what they saw. And they did think it was the end of the world. That's what they said. They thought they were so shocked by the immensity of the experience. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it was immense. I felt infinite love right there. Um, I, I know what it feels like, and it, uh, it's something that I'd love to experience yet one more time.
0: That's right. Of, you, you may. Of, but huh? you, okay, you may experience it again, and um, I asked a professor one time. I had told her that I had a in, very intense spiritual experience, and the reason why I, uh, I waited till the last class to tell her. When I mean, she had been talking about yeah. it for the whole semester, I just could not bring myself uh-huh. to tell her. But I walked up to her because uh-huh. I, I still held it so sacred what happened to me. So uh, yeah. well, I had a divine I had a divine intervention of the big kind, you know. So yeah. I, at the end of school, so I walked up to her desk. I said, "Can I ask you a question?" I said. Uh, she said, "Yes." I said, um, "I did have a big experience. I don't know why I didn't know you this whole time." And I said, do you think I'll ever have it again? Because I didn't think you'd ever go through that and live through it twice, you know. She said, of course yeah. I will. I went, what? I was shocked. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I did. <laughs> it happened over and over. It happened again. And uh, I I seem to get better every time it happens. I think it it solidifies my belief in a, another, another whole, you know, uh, reality. I don't know what to call it, yeah. you know. I don't know if you want to say dimension or... Uh, I think it's even beyond outer space. I think it's something else. I think someday we'll all go there. I hope, anyway. It's a better place.
1: We will. It's a better place. It is.
0: Yes, it is. So, did, can I ask you a question? Do you feel that you have had out-of-body experiences and things like that that's connected with everything you're telling us?
1: Say that once more.
0: Maybe. Have you ever had out-of-body experiences that you think are connected with all of this? Yes. Do you want to tell us what happened? I had,
1: yeah, uh, well, when I was on USS Nimitz, when we pulled back into port, uh, my book explains all the uh, out-of-body experience type of events that happened. I didn't really experience an out of body experience, so to speak. That wasn't what I experienced. I was more or less trapped outside of my body, thinking of myself yeah. from a different perspective. Can you and, describe uh, it? What?
0: Can you describe it? <clears throat>
1: well when i when we returned back to port, I was sleep deprived from being on cruise. I was getting no more than a half an hour of sleep each night average wise, and each work day was thirty to forty hours long, so I was sleep deprived for the second time, and I slept for three days. I looked at my watch once. It was December 18th, and or maybe it was November 18th. It was November 18th, and I looked at my watch again. It was November 21st. And uh, at that point, I felt uh, some complicated feelings that I can't really describe unless you read the book, um, unless you've, you've read the book. Um, it's hard, very hard to describe. Uh, I kind of... Well, any topic is, is... Well, how did
0: you feel? I mean, how did you feel during this time? Were you able to look at yourself or look at your environment or, or travel?
1: Well, I felt... I felt the pain of all infinite universes pushing myself apart. And uh, I felt so much pain. It felt like... Spiritual knives and needles were tumbling through my veins and tumbling through my my nerves and it felt very painful because I had all these memories of these bad memories of people treating me bad and uh i uh couldn't take it anymore and then i creamed, and then I screamed out saying, "I love Evelyn Tuskegee." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that helped you ground you. I didn't
1: even know who she was. I didn't even know know who she was at the time. And I yelled out her name. I love Evelyn Teskey. That's not her real name, though. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you have had? Uh, have you ever been outside yourself and seen your own body?
1: No, not really viewing myself uh, not really, no. Okay.
0: Because I'm wondering if uh, sometimes I wonder if some of these experiences of people, you know, sometimes they really are passing or something like that. Because um, that happened to me a few times in my sleep and then I found out I had a heart condition and I'm wondering if sometimes we do get you know get out there a little bit and come back? Um, I don't know. Oh, I don't
1: know. I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. I don't think about uh, morbid stuff too often. Um,
0: I never. I didn't think I, of it as morbid, though.
1: Oh no, I I I, I, as... I just don't think of like myself passing away. Uh, oh, okay. The same way as as it's depicted on TV and whatnot. Okay.
0: So we have been had contact. Uh, we've had uh, movies about it. We've had newspaper articles, everything written on it. Uh, people lie and everything else for the last, let's say, uh, 50 years at least. And since we have not been able to agree on it on much for the last 50 years, that means, you know, the millions of philosophers and physicists, chemists, the biologists, anthropologists, sociologists, artists, you know, historians, we haven't been able to work together on this and what it all means, yeah. and and the scholar of, or scholars of religion. So, yeah. you know, how fast can we conduct ourselves uh, if we do get some uh, disclosure? What yeah. would you... Uh,
1: Oh, I think we can that? have everyone. Can... We can have half our world's population as engineers in in five years. Once that happens, in five years we can make half the world's population, and in, in ten years, I'd say. Wow, we can make half the world's population engineers. <clears throat>
0: that's amazing. Because you know, that's what I think is, you know, so much if it's being suppressed, you know. We're missing, you know, so much that we could be working on this whole issue, you know, together and coming up with some pretty amazing things if we all work together on it. And kind of – yeah, I you don't agree. have to – no, I'm not saying that we would be the same, but at least we could be on the same page and work on a, a certain problem, whether it be protecting ourselves or making so much improvements that we would be able to handle something like this. You know what I mean? Because a certain amount of so, people are just going to fall out. You know, they're going to, I know yeah. people that totally deny that there's any life anywhere else. I said, well, how do we get here? We're life on a planet that's out in the of nowhere. You know, we're here. To me, that's proof. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's he, right. You
0: know, you know so we're here and and we're going, it is proof that, that people exist out here because we yeah. exist. And I'm wondering, yeah. you know, why hasn't that occurred to anybody that we're doing it right now? I don't know. I think about these things sometimes, John.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think about them all the time. I think about them all the time too.
0: So let me ask the big question. So what is the purpose of, do you feel of all of this, of the Uh, ET thing, and then mixed in with the spiritual thing and all these amazing, uh, things that are happening to us, you know, if, uh, you know, the near-death experiences, the uh, people seeing ghosts or, you know, people that can see at a remote location. Um, what do you think uh, is going with all this? What's What's happening here?
1: I think that we are headed on our way to disclosure and mm-hmm. uh, dissemination of uh, all the technology that they have in underground facilities.
0: Right. Have you ever been in those underground facilities?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Okay, go ahead. No. That's when you talked about flying over to China Lake. That's what I was wondering about.
1: Yeah, my father might have. He might have been in some weapons facilities. That's probably all. Where they make bombs and where they store the bombs. I'm sure that, that he's been inside those spaces.
0: Yeah, what is he? Did did you ever have any conversations with him about um, UFOs, ETs, or anything else? No, I
1: didn't have any conversations with him about that. No, no. He did, however, ask me if I heard uh, chirping, clicking sounds at the at the uh, beginning of uh, our, our shipping run. Really, on his big rig. Yeah, he he asked me if I I have ever heard or do hear chirping, clicking sounds um, on the side of the windows as the car moves forward. Well, did you? I said no. Really?
0: Well, you know, once in a while I hear whirring, clicking, I've heard a beep, I've heard... uh, like a fan running and all of a sudden uh, then a high-pitched noise in one ear. And
1: oh, really? then uh, later uh.
0: on it'll switch to the other ear.
1: Oh, really? Huh.
0: Yes. Wow. And not only me, other people, and some people at the same time, I'm experiencing it. So I'm not sure what we're experiencing it. But I've listened to it very intently because once in a while I can pay attention to it, but usually I just overlook it. It sounds like a mm-hmm. whoosh, like a, a shh, like a fan. And then I'll go, yeah. ee, it'll go, it'll whoosh in, and then I have a, a a tune in thing. And the higher oh, I no, listen, the, okay. the more it saints. That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Like. Huh. And wow. I do not know what it is, but it only happens in one ear at a time. And uh, one time, uh, a group of, of people that had experienced uh, UFOs and stuff like that, we had heard it at our homes, but we heard a beep outside of ourselves. It was Hmm. so loud. I said, you know, I heard that. So just letting whoever knows that I heard it, you know, it was obvious. And then other people in the group said they heard the same thing. And it was pretty weird because it was, it would be more like two feet in front of me. I heard a loud beep, you know? So anyway. Okay. No, and I've never done drugs. Never. I did do a little tequila back in the day. So anyway, uh, so.
1: um, I stay away from drugs.
0: Yeah, just, uh, I say that for everybody, Uh, just stay away from drugs, uh, heal your mind, and uh, focus on positive things, and, you know, I get my strength from uh, when I feel down about all this, or feel frustrated or scared, even, you know, I go to my group, it goes, it's usually once a month, and if you want to uh, join a group, if you're listening, and you've had some uh, very strange uh, ET-like experiences, go to www.cerocrointernational.com You can contact Yvonne Smith. Uh, she's our fearless leader over there, and she's very acclaimed in the, you know, the the hypnotherapy and past life thing and the uh, UFO thing. can you so, drop that uh, link you... in, the, in the chat room. What?
1: Can you drop Can you drop that link in the chat room?
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, young man. But I can't talk at the same time, unfortunately. Okay, here it is.
1: Oh, I'm going back inside. I have, I've had enough cigarettes. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> now cigarettes aren't good for you either, but I understand. So yeah. as you know, as we wrap this up tonight, um do you believe okay, I'm just gonna say it, do you believe that revelation of let's say past contact or with estro trust your life forms could or are profoundly affecting our world, and do you think it's making us making it for the better, or or otherwise? Um, and meaning, are they good or are they bad?
1: I think they're good. I think they are good. Mm-hmm. They have every intentions of uh, of doing good for for humankind. Unfortunately, we have aberrations that uh, show up in the form of terrorism and, and other activities that are devious. Yes. Yeah. That are detriment to our yeah, lives. Yeah, it's
0: almost like we're worse detriment to ourselves than anything coming from outside of our universe. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's what's going on in the planet, is what we have to worry about, you know, so...
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: amazing amazing so uh once again you know i want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight and uh, sharing your truth with us and i'd like everybody to get john selman's book uh, i found it on amazon and it's letters to evelyn and uh, john come back any any time that you want to and uh, give us more revelations and uh, also i want to thank you so much for your service uh You know, you've been amazing and and, have helped us so much and have helped our country, and I'm proud of you for that. And, you know, may more blessings come to you and more recovery come to you, you know, and uh, I wish you the best in everything. Thank you. Okay. Do you have any last
1: words? Um, Well, I hope you read it. I hope everyone enjoys it, Uh, enjoys Letters to Evelyn. I wrote it with Every ounce of my heart. Um, And uh, it's not a long book. It's a short read. It's a quick read. It's only 108 pages. Uh, They are 108 pages of pure enjoyment and adventure. Um, And it retails for $15.99 on Amazon. But you can get it as cheap as $11.38. Brand new paperback. Perfect paperback. Um, perfect bound paperback. Um, yeah, and uh, you can also buy on Kindle, but um, <clears throat> Kindle is also good because I also I get the same amount of income as yeah. uh, Amazon. Um,
0: That's good. So uh,
1: Kindle is also good. So it's only three ninety nine on Kindle.
0: Good. Yep. Yeah, because we we want to support our authors and. Please do that. go find it on Kindle. go find it on amazon and uh where, where if anybody wanted to contact you, do you have a contact any contact information you want to share?
1: Yes, uh, they can go to my website and they can contact me there. Um, it's uh letters to evelyn dot com and there's a contact page or they can send me a message um, uh, to my email address. Well, actually, I prefer not to get my email out. Um, okay. They can contact me on Facebook. I'm John Selman. It's very easy to find.
0: Okay, very good. You can find him on Facebook. So I want to thank you for being with us tonight, and I want to say good night and God bless you. Take care, John.
1: Thank you, Charlene.
0: You're welcome. Take care. See you on Facebook.
1: Thank you. Bye. Okay, good
0: night. So a very, very interesting and intense uh, hour and a half, and I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, this was, uh, you know, we got the straight scoop from somebody that has been very involved in all this military and, and the UFO contactee and uh, get his book. It's about all of it and more. And uh, I appreciate everybody for listening in. And thank you for people that were patient in chat. And uh, I also want to say come back next week, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we have another awesome guest. And uh, remember, the paranormal sacred is a place where the unheard may be heard. And uh, we really appreciate everybody for listening and tuning in and supporting our program. And I want to thank you all, for. and good night, and God bless you all. Bye-bye.